Hello guys, I'm your host, Jordan Phillip, and this is episode four of It's All Correlated. Today, my guest is Justin Mueller. Justin's been trading for over for almost a decade now. He runs a trading YouTube channel with 100,000 followers where he educates traders. Justin also develops mobile apps and builds indicators on TradingView to help traders navigate the market. Justin, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Not bad. It's a sunny day in the UK for once. Because <laughs> that never happens. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah it's I'll always it. raining there, rainy and gloomy. So. Yeah, it's terrible. Don't ever come here, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin, what got you into trading originally? The funny thing was, it was, uh, well, the backtrack before trading, when I was in high school, I was a lifeguard. I was making nine fifty an hour, and I hated that. Now, most people would love that, at 18 years, 17, 18 years old, they'd be happy to even have a job. And I was that person. I was happy to have a job and make income and everything. But the reason why I hated it was because my classmates were working. At, I lived in Orlando at the time. My classmates were working at a place called Fun Spot. It was a place where a lot of the tourists went to, even the locals. It was like a, a miniature park. You know, they had go-karts. They had like water rides and in indoor video games and everything. And they were making about $15 an hour. And they didn't have to go through any certification. I had to go through lifeguard certification, CPR training, and all that, right? Pay for all these classes. And I'm just getting $9.50 an hour. And that's when I realized, well, life isn't fair, right? <laughs> so they mm. show up and do a job that's 10 times easier. Yeah, I'm putting my life on the line and being in the hot Florida sun all day, every day, getting a farmer's tan. So I figured I wanted to go and find a different way to just make money. I wanted to do something that uh, will you know, just pay me more. It really, it was just about money. I wanted to make more money. Uh, but my time was so valuable. And uh, what I realized was that there was an entire world of making money out there besides just working at the typical job. And what I started to do was I went on eBay. And before everything that I'm doing right now, I was selling iPhone cases. So as a lifeguard wanting to make extra money, I went on eBay. And I found these iPhone cases that were plastic, cheap plastic, but they had LED lights in them and they had patterns and pictures. And this was before I knew about the whole copyright patent stuff. So <laughs> they had like, you know, this just came from China. So it had pictures right. of like Disney stuff on it, Pirates of the Caribbean and all these different things. I thought it was really cool. And the seller from this is back in the day when uh, it was free shipping from China on eBay and it was only a dollar per case. It was technically 95 cents. So one of my paychecks I got as a lifeguard, I bought 100 cases that cost me about 100 or so dollars. And I sold them each for $20 at school <laughs> to the kids. And the way I sold it was uh, during science class when they do that fire on the table, right? Experiment where they do the fire on the table and they, do, they throw different chemicals on it to change the color. Uh, when the light turned off, our teacher didn't care if we had phones on the table. He was one of those cool teachers. So I had my phone on the table and I turned on the battery and it lit up the entire class. And everyone said, whoa, that's really cool. Where'd you get that? And that's how I got my start selling those cases. And it just operated by word of mouth. So in other words, I made about $1,900 that month. I sold all 100 cases, took $100 to buy them, sold all 100 for 20, made two grand minus $100 investment, $1,900 profit. So that was my start to entrepreneurship, just to give everyone a context of where I started. I, I just started from wanting to make some extra money. Uh, then I'd say a little bit 
of time went by. And before we moved from Orlando down here to South Florida, uh, I came across a video on Facebook. And it was just from somebody sharing a video from some rich trader. At the time, I had no idea what it was. Uh, but it was this trader. He was on, he was like in his private little office and he had a, he just had his phone at the time. It was like the iPhone five or something like the one I had. And he was, uh, at the time I didn't know what MetaTrader was, but he was looking through the MetaTrader app and he was showing his live account and the live account showed that he had probably like 10 positions open and each position was in a floating profit of like 20 grand. So by the time he closed all those positions, he made a few hundred thousand dollars and I couldn't fathom what I was seeing. I was like, this guy just made a few hundred grand and just, mm -hmm. I don't know how long it took. Maybe those were swing trades. Maybe those were scalp trades. I had no idea. But when I looked at the video, it felt like it was within a day or half a day, he made that much money. And then he showed all of his car keys and how many cars he had. And that's when I realized, okay, there's more to what I thought, because I knew that there was more to what I was thinking, but then I realized there's a lot more to what I thought I was thinking. You know, there's like mm -hmm. a whole world out there people haven't seen. And uh, that's how I got started in Forex. I saw that the video, it had a description under it and it just said the word Forex and then a bunch of other stuff. So I Googled the word Forex. It took me to the website babypips.com. It's a free resource where people can learn how to trade and and all knowledge about forex, and that's where I tell everyone to go. You don't need to bet. You don't need to spend money on, you know, a lot of courses or or companies. Just go to Baby Pips, and that's it. Uh, that's how I got started. That that's the long story about yeah. the simple way of how I got started. Yeah. And you're 26 now, so from people outside looking yeah. in, they think, oh, you got it when you were young. Now you're successful. But what were some of the setbacks you had when you first started trading? The setbacks I had were pretty much the exact same setbacks everybody goes through. Uh, I am no different than everyone else. Uh, I'm certain you've been trading for, it doesn't matter if it's been a month or a year or how long you've been trading. The setbacks you're going through right now are the setbacks I went through for three years straight. Uh, I kept making emotional decisions. I didn't really have a strategy. I didn't have a plan of action. I just got into trades because I felt like it based on emotion. And that's what happened for three years straight. I would deposit money, make emotional decisions, blow the account, repeat. Three years straight, lost 30 grand in my first three years. All the money I was making, uh, just doing like online sales, you know, affiliate programs and everything, nothing trading related. I was just in the MLM affiliate business. And every single dollar I made, I put it into the market and lost everything every single week for three years straight. So the problem was, you know that saying, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting <laughs> a different result. That was me. I was doing the same thing over and over every single day, every single week, expecting a different result. And uh, yeah, that was really detrimental to my mental health. And I always joke around by saying if I die early in my life, it's because of the stress I built up in those three years. You know, going to bed at four in the morning because you're staring at your phone all night and your phone's about to die. So you got to plug it in and keep staring at it just to watch your account go into a margin call and blow it. And then you tell yourself, why did I even bother watching this the whole time when I could have just fallen asleep and woken up to a blown account? It would have been less stressful. You know, so every single thing you can imagine I've gone through, I've gone through it, but way worse. And, uh, but yeah, now I'm at that point where that's all beside me. That's all in the past. And I've learned so much from those mistakes in the first three years 
where everything that I've always dreamed of that I wanted to be as a trader has pretty much officially happened. Uh, in the past, I always had dreams about, and when I say dreams, I mean, not like a thought, I mean, actual dreams of me looking at my phone and seeing that I'm a hundred grand in profit in one trade. And now that's happened several times years down the line, you know, those dreams actually came to fruition, being able to check my phone, look at it and see you're in a hundred grand profit, you know, you're in a 200 grand profit. And uh, so everything that I've always hoped and dreamed of actually happened, but that's because I never gave up. So, yeah. So when people first start, right? Like I know there's a, a statistic out there about 99% of traders aren't profitable, right? Um, so I think the odds are stacked against you when you first start off. Like for me, example, <laughs> I haven't lost um, as much, but, you know, I've lost a grand here or there, some bad trades or like a swing trade or option trade. But for you, what kept you consistent and how can people, I guess, stay consistent if they decide to start trading? So the, the, let's, let's start with the first part. You said what kept or what helped me become consistent. The part that helped me become consistent was I came up. So after the three years, right? Three years in, I told myself, nothing's changing. Things are getting worse. They're not getting better. I have learned a few things here and there, but I keep making the same mistakes over and over, and I'm not learning from it. So what can I do differently? I had to sit down and look at things from an honest perspective. Like, should I give up? Do I have a problem? Do I have a gambling problem? Do I have a trading problem? And I'm looking at every single possible aspect of this. And that's when I realized, okay, I want to continue but I need to change something. And so I came up with a challenge for myself. The problem was every single time I was trading for those three years, I kept using high risk. I noticed that I was correct most of the time, like 80 to 90% of the time I was correct on the direction of the market for a longer period of time, but I lost money. This is the one of the only industries where you can be 100% correct in your direction, but still lose all your money. And it's because of risk management, right? So if you use bad risk, you'll lose money because of a short-term move, but then longer term, it'll go exactly where you predicted. So I told myself, well, the reason why I keep losing is because of my risk. So I came up with a challenge. I started with a $1,000 account. I can only trade Forex pairs and I can only trade one micro lot per trade and I'm not allowed to stack. Meaning if I get into a buy and then the price falls, I'm not allowed to enter a second buy position and I'm not allowed to enter a third buy position if it keeps falling. I gave myself a strict set of rules. That's what helped me become consistent. I gave myself a strict set of rules. And I told myself, it doesn't matter if I make money or lose money after 30 days of following this method. It doesn't matter. As long as I stuck to the rules, I passed. And that's how I got more consistent by having a strict set of rules. I stopped focusing on meeting a quota that I gave myself. I stopped focusing on meeting a certain dollar amount, meet, meeting a certain PIP requirement. I stopped setting, I know this is going to sound weird, but I stopped setting goals. I stopped setting goals for my profit target. And instead I focused on sticking to the rules of the way that I'm trading. And then I noticed that I naturally started to hit those PIP goals without even trying just because I stuck to the rules. And that's how I got consistent. It's a simple way of just rewiring my brain, rewiring the approach to trading. That's it. It's, a, it's really simple. A lot of people don't even think about it. They think there's like a golden secret out there. No, there is not. You just got to retrain your brain. And instead of focusing on making money, you don't focus on making money. And then you will naturally make money over time. That's it.
And just to rewind a little bit, what is the difference between trading and investing? Investing, well, pretty simple. Investing is long-term, really. And then trading is just more for short-term. I, I guess you could say trading can be long-term as well. But if we're talking generally speaking, trading is where you're trading either every day, every week, or every month. Uh, there's Generally, you're going to hear three different terms. There's scalping, intraday, and swing trading. Scalping is where you're in and out pretty quick within like 20 minutes or less. You're just profiting off of small movements in the market. Intraday is where you're holding trades for like half a day, a whole day. You know, you're trying to get decent sized movements every day. And then swing trading is when you're holding trades for a few days, week or a month. That's more of a, that's the investment side of the day trading, a swing trade. Swing trade is the investment equivalent for day traders. Yeah. And then for people who, I guess, doubt technical analysis, right? Some people say, oh, you can draw a chart however you want. And then human psychology would make you see a pattern that may or may not be there. Um, what do you say to that? Do you think there is some weight to technical analysis, obviously, or would you go with fundamentals when you're trading? I have been doing technical trading my entire career. It is very rare that I ever do any kind of fundamental trading. Uh, when I have done that, I have made good money with fundamental trading, but it's to me, to me, one is not better than the other. I believe that they are both just as important. Here's the way that I like to look at it. I don't trade fundamentals. I use fundamental events as an indicator for when volatility is going to happen in the market. That's how I keep it really simple. So as an example, oh, NFP is going to happen. That's an event, you know, non-farm payroll. That's the first Friday of every month. Okay, NFP is going to happen. I know something is going to move. I, I know that the market's going to move in a pretty decent manner, whether it's up, down, doesn't matter. So I use that as an indicator for my technical analysis. So I'll do my technical analysis and I see, okay, if there is going to be a big spike, where do I see it spiking to? And then that's why I use my technical analysis to line up with the fundamentals. So that's the funny thing about this industry. Everyone has their own perspective and it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. You have to define right or wrong for yourself in this industry. It doesn't matter if you read something off of investopedia.com or if some billionaire trader told you something, everyone has their own perspective and it's not right or wrong. You have to define that because that's what this market's all about. That's what the world is all about. This world is about you figuring things out and no one has figured anything out 100%. Even the best traders or investors in this world, they have a strategy that works for them, but it doesn't mean they figured out the market. Everyone's still learning. So uh, that's why I try not to focus too much on what anyone else says. I'm not subscribed to anyone on YouTube that's a trader. I don't follow anyone. I stopped doing that all, all that a long time ago because you'll notice the more traders and everyone that you keep following, everyone's going to give you a different answer. Everyone's going to give you their own opinion and it's only going to overwhelm you. So when people ask me questions about other people, I have no idea because I just stay in my own lane. I just do what works for me. And that's why a lot of people ask me for the help. They, they, they'll reach out and they say, how do you do this? How do you do that? And the answer is just years of experience. I stopped watching other people, stopped listening to other people for advice. And I just focused on myself and I created my own standards. That's it. So you would say that psychology has a big part when it comes to trading, right? 100%. Yeah, psychology probably makes up 80% of it. The technical analysis, fundamental analysis, however you analyze the charts, 
that is minimal compared to the mindset you need to have. So you'll notice that the best traders out there went through the worst loss ever. They, they went through more losses than you can imagine. Um, and it helped them develop the mindset they have. So yeah, mindset, you know, slash psychology, it's the most important thing you need to have. It's like work. I always like to, uh, I always like to compare it to working out. You know, how many times have you seen a guy that's like really big at the gym? You're like, man, the first thing you think about is that guy has dedication. First, you admire the body, but then the second thing instantly you think about is that guy has dedication. That guy has been dedicated for years to his craft. Like this guy is on another level. It's the same thing for trading, the psychology. Yeah. And when you start trading, do you need a lot of money or do you think uh, proper risk management and proper position sizing takes precedence over that? So if you're just starting out, and if you don't have a lot of money, that's fine. But you have to give up on trying to make a lot of money in a short period of time. If you don't have a lot of money, first let's define a lot of money. A lot is different for everyone. Uh, to someone, a thousand may be a lot. To me, a thousand may feel like a penny. It just depends. But let's just talk about in a general sense among most people. Let's consider a lot of money, a hundred grand. Okay, in the grand scheme of trading, a hundred grand is is not a lot, but uh, for the average person, hundred grand is a lot of money. Let's be honest, it's a lot of money. So if you don't have a hundred grand to start trading with, to use good risk management and make you know a thousand bucks in a week or something using good risk, then if you have a hundred dollar account, go ahead and do with that. It's not going to be that big of a deal because in the beginning, for you, it's about learning and growing from your mistakes. You have to acknowledge in the beginning that you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And you're probably going to blow a few accounts. You're going to lose all your money quite a, quite a few times in order to get to that consistent point. Uh, when I first started trading in my first three years, I probably blew more than 50 accounts, 50 to 100, 100 accounts. It was crazy. More than you hear other people say. Other people say, oh, I blew like 20 accounts. Man, I blew more than 100 accounts. That's how bad it was, right? I, I, was, I am the true representation of human emotion right? in those three <laughs> years. It was terrible. Uh, but that's how I got to where I am today. So to answer your question, you don't need a lot of money when you're first starting out because you have to just understand that you're going to lose everything in the beginning. So only invest what you're willing to lose. If you're willing to lose a hundred bucks, then have fun. I'm, I'm being honest. Just have fun with that hundred dollars. See what it's like to lose money. See what it's like to make money. You need to go through all the ups and downs. You need to go through the roller coaster of emotions so you can see what it's like and whether or not this is something you want to do as a career. Because most people, they say they want to do it, but then their actions end up not really going in line with that feeling of like actually wanting to do this for a living. So uh, in the beginning, it's just have fun, get the experience. But as time goes on, you're going to need a lot of money and you'll need to use really good risk. Uh, one thing that one of my mentors from a long time ago, he told me, and he's like a year younger than me, which is crazy. He's like a year younger than me, makes millions trading. And uh, he said... Capital, one thing you will learn over time is that capital preservation is a lot more important than capital generation. In other words, preserving your money will be a lot more important than making the money because anyone can make 100% just like that trading. You know, you just get into a lucky trade, you have leverage, and you just happen to be lucky with it. Or even if it was skill, you made a, a lot of money in a short period of time, but not anyone can make. 3% a month consistently month after month for years. 
So that's the thing. You know, you can make a lot of money quick, but most people won't be able to make little money long term consistently. And that really stuck with me. It really stuck with me when he said that. I'm like, damn, you're right. Because many times I've flipped accounts and whatever, but then I'll see like, man, okay. And you know why? You know why a lot of people can't do small gains consistently over a long period of time? It's because it's boring. And mm-hmm. people hate the boring side of trading. They want that quick profit. They want that money. And that's that's why. It's just greed. And greed is the reason why people can't do small percentage short uh, over you know long period of time. It's the greed. So to answer your question, yeah, you can trade with a lot of money, but you need to be disciplined. And if you don't have a lot of money, use that as a learning experience and just practice and tell yourself you're going to practice for a few years before you actually go serious with a lot of money, whether it's a prop firm or your own money. That's how it is. And earlier you mentioned something about lot sizes or pips. Um, Do you mind getting into uh, what those mean? Yeah, so... A pip, it's a way of defining the movement on the chart, on on whatever asset you're looking at. So pip, uh, I think it's like percentage and point or point and percentage. It's one of those, what the, anyways, percentage and point. So if you look at your USD, for example, let's say it's 1.1200. The fourth number after the decimal, that's considered one pip. So you're going to use the pip number in correlation with the lot size to determine how much money you're going to make or lose on that trade. So let's say you get into a buy position on Euro USD and your take profit is 10 pips higher than the price, right? Let's look at what a lot size means. A lot size is a simple way of uh, determining how much money you're going to make per pip. I'm just simplifying everything. I'm not giving you like the complete exact definition of everything because I just want to simplify it for you and your audience. Uh, so one standard lot, 1.0, that means $10 per pip. A lot of people look at that and they say, oh, that looks like a dollar. It's not a dollar. It's $10 per pip. A micro lot, 0.01, that's 10 cents per pip. Uh, so you're going to hear a lot of people say, yeah, I only invested a penny into this. No, you didn't. You traded a micro lot, which is worth 10 cents per pip. So 0.01 is 10 cents per pip. A mini lot, which is 0.1. That's $1 per pip. And then a standard lot, 1.0 is $10 per pip. So if I bought EURUSD at one st- you know, with one standard lot and my take profit is 10 pips, I just made $100. 10 pips times $10 per pip equals $100 profit. That's the simple way of explaining it. And they even explain this on babypips.com as well. It's all there. You can learn about it. Uh, but that is the simple, the most simplistic overview I can give you about lot sizes and pips without going into the exact details about what they mean and why they were created. It's, I'm really simple. I don't think about mm-hmm. the complex. I just think about the simple stuff because that's all that matters. It's just understanding the basics and going from there. Yeah. And when you're doing technical analysis, um, there are so many indicators, right? You have the mover averages, the MACD, RSI, the on-balance volume. Uh, what are your go-to indicators and what should beginners start off using? So let me start from the beginning. I'll simplify it. The thing that helped me become consistent was one, that thing that I told you about, the 30-day challenge I had, $1,000 account, micro lot only and all that. The second thing that helped me was I actually found a strategy. And the strategy was just based on one indicator called the OBV indicator, on balance volume. This is when I first learned about divergence. 
So divergence is when there's a difference in price compared to the indicator you're looking at. So if the OBV indicator is creating lower lows, but price, no, let's start from the beginning. Let's say price is creating lower lows, but the indicator is creating higher lows. That's considered a bullish divergence, which means it's predicting price is going to go up. It's not 100% accurate, but the accuracy is pretty high. And so that was my go-to indicator for a few years, was just the OBV indicator looking for divergences, bearish, bullish, hiddens, hidden divergences for trend continuations. And yeah, so if I were to keep it simple, my go-to back then was the OBV. But now if we're talking about any type of indicator, it's the indicators that I develop on my own. So I feed into it a lot of uh, equations, a lot of strategies that I came up with, a lot of ideas and concepts. And it just gives me a buy or sell arrow based on basically my strategy I fed into it. So uh, yeah, back then it was just OBV. But one thing I will say about indicators is that they're not 100% necessary if you trade naked. And I don't mean your clothes. I mean, if you just trade by looking at the chart, right? Just look at the chart, get an understanding of the chart. Because you have to remember the chart, any chart, it could be a crypto, forex, commodity, indice, uh, stock. It could be anything. The chart is a representation of human emotion. So in other words, any and every chart you're looking at is a living, breathing organism. And you need to understand how that organism operates and how it reacts, just like we have to understand how humans react. So with that being said, you really don't need an indicator, but at the same time, they can play a key role in understanding what's going to happen. Because if everyone is focusing on indicators, then there's a good chance if you look at the indicator and do the opposite of what everyone's thinking, you're probably going to have a few good winning trades. So it, indicators can play a key role as long as you understand how to use it properly based on the way you understand them. Uh, I know that's like a simple answer, but I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible. They're not necessary, but they can be necessary at the same time. It's a double-edged sword, but uh, this is why I tell people just learn how to trade by looking at the I learned how to trade through all my mistakes. Unfortunately and fortunately, if it wasn't for those mistakes I had, I wouldn't have uh, learned how to trade just by looking at the chart. So going back to what you said about patterns, patterns, they're just burned in my brain. I see the same thing over and over. That's why I can just call out a signal, hits take profit. I'm like, okay, I've been seeing this for years. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's babypips.com. They teach you about the, ind the indicators, moving averages, MACD and all that stuff. Uh, but for me in the beginning, it was the OBV. I used divergence. And that helped me a whole lot. Yeah. And what do you think made a lot of people skeptical of Forex? Because um, I know two years ago in 2020, 2021, like you had a whole bunch of people DMing you or your coworker at McDonald's saying, yo, you can be rich like me if you join my Forex group. <laughs> so why do you think people yep. are skeptical about that? This is something I, I can consider myself an expert in, in terms of understanding why. It's because the reason why a lot of people think Forex is a scam or whatever, is just because of the MLM companies. 100% the MLM companies, they ruin the perception for everyone that's legitimate in the industry. Back before I was uh, trading, I was in MLM. Like I, I think I mentioned it for a few seconds earlier. Was doing MLM. Uh, the one thing I will say is, thankfully, I chose ethical MLM companies. MLM companies to give you or to give your audience an example of what they are is 
they make most of their money off of recruiting other people to sell products. So it's technically legal because it's not a Ponzi scheme. A Ponzi scheme is where you recruit people and they recruit people and they recruit people and they recruit people, but there's no actual product. Uh, an MLM is kind of the same concept, but there is a product involved. Uh, thankfully for the company, company I was working with, you did not have to pay to become an affiliate. You did not have to pay to become a distributor, whatever they called it. You didn't have to pay. You could sign up for free. And whenever you referred someone to a product, you got paid. So it was no different than an Amazon affiliate program. It was the exact same thing. But this company had an MLM component to it where you can refer people and you'll get a, a commission off of it. So that was what I would consider an ethical MLM company, right? There was no requirement to pay. So what happens here is now going back to the Forex and your question, these MLM companies, I think it's a terrible combination. Anything trading related in an MLM, terrible combination. You should never do it from the customer's perspective. From a business perspective, you'll make a million dollars guaranteed. You'll be a multimillionaire within a year or less just from this one concept of MLM and uh, Forex because it falls prey to human emotion from both sides. People want to make fast money. That's why MLM attracts them. And people want to make fast money trading. And that's why trading attracts a lot of people. So, you know, you take advantage of both sides of that and you're instantly a millionaire. So this is what happens. You're going to have these companies pitch to you. You can make money by referring people to this. And hey, if you don't want to refer people to the MLM, if you don't want to refer people to the product or business, no problem. Just follow our trade advice, follow our signals, follow this, and you'll make good money trading. It's the promise of a lot of return. It's a promise of a lifestyle that most people will never, ever achieve in the trading industry to begin with. And most people will never achieve that in the MLM business to begin with. So it is, oh my God, I just hate, I'm so passionate about this. It is, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Infuriating. Oh, word. That, but no, it's, it's, it's another word for taking advantage of it's, uh, they just take full advantage of these people. It's, if I remember, I'll say it later and I'll just, hopefully <laughs> I won't interrupt you, but, but they, they, take, they just take full advantage. They take full advantage of the human emotion and that's why they're so successful. But to simplify it, they, you're going to see a lot of people promoting MLMs because they want to make money with the MLM and because they were sucked into this mindset that the product they're selling is going to change your life. But the sad reality is most of these MLM products in the Forex industry, it's literally just repackaged content from babypips.com, which is 100% free. Wow. They grab 100% free information and they repackage it into a $200 per month price. And people fall for it. Yeah. So that's why is. a lot of people are, scam are, are uh, skeptical about it. And then you're going to go on YouTube and people that aren't doing MLM, they're going to see them with fancy cars, fancy houses, 10 cars and all this stuff. And then they claim, buy my signal package or buy my $500 course and you too can attain what I have. It's just, yeah, that's why. That's why a lot of people think about it. And then it makes people that are doing it, in my opinion, the right way. Again, there's no right or wrong. You have to determine what is right or wrong, but people that, in my opinion, are doing it the right way, not making these wild claims of like, you can get a house car if you follow my stuff or buy my course. It's, it makes them look bad and it, it paints a blanket picture among everyone. But as much as I hate it, I don't think it's that huge of a deal because 
no one can show me a single industry that doesn't have the same thing happening. Every single industry has bad actors that make the entire industry as a whole look bad. And it's something you can't change. You know, you could have regulators, you could have this or that. Humans will never change no matter how long you look at it. And it's a sad reality. So you just have to unfortunately deal with it. And uh, I think the best thing people can do is just be aware of these things and learn to say no. That's the best thing you can do because people are never going to change. They're never going to stop promoting these things. They're never going to stop making unrealistic claims. So you might as well just learn to accept it and just say no to all of them. That's the easiest way. So, yeah. <laughs> Justin, I appreciate it. Um, that's about it for the questions. But for anybody who's interested in getting started or looking at some of your indicators or social media, where can they find you and where can they find your resources? Yeah, so you can just find me on Instagram. It's I'm just in time. Make sure you spell it correctly because there's a lot of scammers that impersonate me. They'll grab the username and add a number one or something else. Um, but I'm just in time. It's I-M-J-U-S-T-N-N-T-I-M-E. I'm sure you'll have a link. And then uh, my YouTube channel, I'm about to hit 100K. I'm at 99,000 right now. So it's Justin equals time. I just make free content showing new strategies people are teaching and all these different things. And uh, yeah, on the App Store, the Simple Signals app. But I have a new app coming out. It's called A5 Analytics. That one's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I have an Instagram. I'll probably give it to you and you can link it there if you want so they can check it out. But nowadays I'm just focusing more on just teaching a lot of the stuff I have for free, giving away a lot of my uh, products for free. I'm at that point now where I don't need to sell as many products or something. It's just the trading itself pays off everything. And it's, it's been a huge blessing in my life. So I'm not trying to, you know, sell, sell, sell. So really it's just about giving back to the community. So yeah, my YouTube, my Instagram, it's all there. Yes, sir. I think that's a great telltale sign when you want to know if someone's successful at trading. If they don't have a course, they're probably good at trading. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. course. And if I do have a course, it'll be for free. I'm not going to charge 500 bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yes, sir. I really appreciate it. Nice having you on. No, thank you for having me, Jordan. Appreciate it. All right. That's